Welcome to Pick LJ Podcast, your official Gilmer Chamber podcast. Join us as we dive into local businesses and events that make Gilmer County special. Now let's find out what's happening in LJ today. Everyone, welcome into the Pick LJ Podcast. We're joined today by our good friend Ron Cheslock and our guest today, Gerald Hodges with Appalachian Friends of the Bears. Gerald, welcome on. Hello, how are you doing? Doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing fine. Having a great day. So the Appalachia Georgia Friends of the Bears. Start by telling me what is your organization and when did you guys start? The organization was established in June of 2019. My wife and I had an affinity for Black Bears previous couple years and uh, we moved to Georgia. We settled here in the LJ area. And she and I got tired of seeing roadkill and no one seemed to know what to do with it or act around bears because we saw that on a lot of the social media of people doing stuff they really shouldn't be. June, we had a roadkill about three miles from where our house was and somebody came across one social media platform saying, you know, please somebody do something. And now I started making phone calls and then that's why I decided that we were going to do something about it. And the next day, we started the process of becoming a nonprofit. So your organization is primarily focused on educating people about bears. And then also, do you work alongside the DNR? We do focus on education. That's part of our mission statement. I work with Georgia DNR as a limited partner, if you will. I don't report to anybody. It's not required of me. We don't have any formal memorandums of agreement or understanding or anything like that. I guess it would be more of an informal partnership. But I will do a report because that gives them data. And then when I gave them, give them a premolar tooth, they can take that. They can bisect it to tell the exact age of the bear, DNA samples and that kind of thing. So we do that to try to make a better out of a bad situation. That's pretty neat that they can learn all that information from just a tooth. But tell me, so why do this? What's the purpose of knowing that information? Well, one of the things it does is it tells us a distribution of the population. Uh, when they look at the DNA, it tells them if a potential genetic bottleneck has taken place. So you know, the data that they use helps manage the population, if you will. So you mentioned something earlier when you were first talking about people not knowing how to act around black bears. From my understanding, there's almost a difference between how you would act around, say, a grizzly bear than you do a black bear. And do you see maybe people not being misinformed, but maybe taking information regarding one species of bear and confusing it with the other? Does that make sense? Yes to all that. I was at Anna Ruby Falls, I talked to 62 people, and I had at least three or four that thought we had brown bears, also known as grizzly bears, in our area, which is not true. Of course, these, you know, these are folks that typically come in from the metro Atlanta area or, or Florida as visitors, so they think that we have you know, we have brown bears, but we don't. We have we have the American black bear. And yes, the people, okay, do I lay down? Do I fight back? What do I do? So we try to, to coach, teach, and mentor them, if you will. What is offensive behavior by a bear? What's defensive behavior by a bear? There's a lot of incorrect information is perpetuated by social media. I'll give you an example. Two years ago, in one of our state parks, there was a woman that was camping with her special needs daughter. And she was camping next to a dumpster. And uh, it was one o'clock in the morning. The child was in a a separate tent and said, Mom, I hear something. Mom comes out, 
and the mother bear with two cubs was nearby. Ooh. The mother bear stands up and the woman pulls out a pistol and shoots mortally wounds the mother bear. And why she did that was the reason I was given was she thought the bear was about to attack. So Hollywood's portrayed this thing where bears stand up and they're about to attack. That's not true. Remember, they're at they're at hip level when they're on all fours. So they stand up so they can see better, they can smell better, and they can hear better. Because of that bad information that Hollywood portrays, bears, unfortunately, are killed because of that. Right. So in that story, you mentioned that she was next to a trash can, which brings me to my next question. How is trash related to bear activity? Two-thirds of all human-bear conflicts is related to trash. Our food, whatever residue is, scraps or anything like that, it's in a trash can. Bears bears smell it, and they can smell it from miles away. They want to access it because they want to eat it. Also, the stuff that's you know in bottles and cans, they smell that too. They smell 2,000 times better than we do. What we think does the smell, it smells like a smorgasbord for them. Oh, I bet. So they want they, they want access that trash. That's why it's critically important to to secure that in a bear resistant trash can. The other thing is when they're around us, it causes them to be in close contact with humans and they get road killed, they get food condition habituated and then either the Georgia DNR or entry other wildlife agencies, they have to relocate them, which is not a good thing. Because most of the time, the bears, especially older bears, will find their way back because they have a, like a goose flying north and south, they have a homing ability. And they'll come back to their original turf, if you you will. So it's important for us to not do those. Our bad behavior begets bad bear behavior. So the last question I have with bear behavior would be people with dogs. So if somebody's walking around with a dog, do dogs typically act as a deterrent or do they aggravate the bears? How do dogs fit into this equation? So as far as recreational being outdoors with dogs, black bear behavior is typically pretty predictable. They act a certain way. They want to be away from humans, especially out in the wild. Bears will be around and you not know it. And when you and your friends are walking down the trail, they'll scamper away or go up a tree or something. I tell people a lot of times, look up in the trees where you're out in the woods because it's very possible you might see a bear out there. But when they have a dog and they don't have the dog on a leash, especially a, a good non-retractable leash, they will walk down the, the trails and the dog will make contact with the bear and the bear initially run off. And then once it realizes it's getting chased by, especially small dogs, it'll start, it'll turn around, and start chasing it. Then the, then the dog goes back to its human. And then that's when the bigger problem starts. So we ask people to put in, in the national forest and the national parks, it's a requirement that you have a, a dog on a non-retractable leash. So the Appalachia Georgia Friends of the Bears, you provide a lot of education to people. How do you go about educating people? Is it holding seminars? Is it passing out flyers? How do you go about it? Well, I go out to nonprofits, civic organizations, whoever will listen to me, and I've got a number of presentations I can give it anywhere from 30 minutes to two hours. I, I, we can talk all day. I'll talk all day long as long as anybody is willing to sit and listen. I also go out uh, and do uh, table events. Like yesterday, I was at Anaruby Falls in Chattahoochee Oconee National Forest. I sat up for about uh, five hours. And people would come up and I would give them give them about a 10 minute spill on how to act around bears and things they need to do to make their homes uh, bear wise, if you will. I do that pretty regularly at Anaruby Falls, Brasstown Bald once a month uh, through the through the tourist season during the year. 
I've also started doing that at Carter's Lake. You know, any other location, they'll host me. Okay. Well, let's talk about how people can find you. What's your website? Okay. Our website is agfriendsofthebears.com. We're also on Facebook and Instagram, and they can come. They can see some of the stuff that we share. You know, we do uh, education of all all types, all things bears. We'll help direct people to resources. Some of the questions we get, for example, is during COVID, a lot of people got uh, chickens and chicken coops, and they're finding that bears get into those very easily. So we we, we point them to yeah we point them to resources to where they can electrify their chicken coop, their apiaries. Also, uh, there's some devices that we we've, we've uh, been introduced to through our networks to uh, put on the chicken coop, flashing lights and makes it make a klaxon sound. Black bears. They don't like loud noises unless a bear is a bit habituated and food conditioned. Anything 110 decibels or above will cause the bear to relocate. So, uh, you know, an air horn, your car alarm, whistles, what's called a sonic hand grenade. You can find those on Amazon. They're relatively cheap. You know, we ask people to use things that make noise instead of pulling out a weapon. Right. We often see stories of people pulling out weapons to try to scare the bear. And what ends up happening is the person shoots the bear and ends up critically wounding the bear. We ask them just to avoid that and and to use a humane deterrent to haze the bear. Well, thank you, Gerald, for being on with me today. I got to say, I've been on your website throughout this. Um, It's a great website. It's very clear and concise. It's got all the information that you've told us today, plus a lot of stuff that I would love to ask about. We just don't have time for. But it's been great talking with you and learning more about bears and learning more about your organization so thank you thank you thank you for having me and that's going to do it for this episode of the pick lj podcast you'll hear this episode and every episode on thursdays in the five o'clock news hour on wljafm 101.1 and wpgy 93.7 and 98.1 fm listen to it early by going to our website wljaradio.com clicking the podcast tab and finding the pick lj podcast as well as check out your streaming services like spotify iheart google Podcasts, podbean and others Join us next week. We're going to be bringing on the newest vineyard in Gilmer County, Rue Mountain Vineyards. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again next week. This has been Pick LJ Podcast. To find out more about everything Gilmer County, visit gilmerchamber.com or visit the Gilmer Chamber Welcome Centers at 696 First Avenue, East LJ, or 10 Broad Street in LJ.